With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to another Forever Arsenal podcast. Hope you're all good. Hope you're all well. Obviously, we're out of the Carabao Cup. We're here to discuss the 3-1 loss to West Ham last night. It's it's bright and early Thursday morning, and we're going to go into the Newcastle game this Saturday. But like I said, we're going to start with a West Ham result. Very poor performance, poor result. We're out of the Cup, like I mentioned. And I'm going to get the thoughts of the regulars, the lads, Jordan, Lee and James in the building. Make sure you hit the like button. Let's get the video up to a thousand likes and make sure you leave your thoughts, questions, all of that in the comment section below. James, I was with you pretty much till midnight last night. So as usual, we will start with the right side of the screen, Jordan, Lee. Um, Lee, I mean, yeah, Lee, you was there. Um, so I tend to start with you. How, how was it? I mean, you know, it's a London derby. So it tends to be... A, a big game, especially atmosphere-wise. West Ham fans love it. Arsenal fans tend to love it. But the result, not something we can love. Nah, just a disappointing evening. Like, you know, first and foremost, £10 to get in yesterday. So, big up West Ham for doing that. That was unbelievable. Um, uh, I went to the game and, as saying to you boys earlier on, like, you know, I, yeah, want to do well and everything like that. But, you got the sense of feeling like the West Ham fans were up for it. I was standing next to a couple of them. I was getting something to eat. And they said, what do you think today? And one of them turned around and said, we've got to stuff these. We have to beat these. We've got to show them, show that Declan Rice, what a big mistake he is going to this lot. And uh, I was just, oh, blimey, they're really, really up for it. And as I was saying to you earlier on, Turkish, now, every time we go to West Ham, we're, in, we're going to be in for a more of a tougher game than we ever have been. Went to the game, looked at the team's, They've gone fairly strong. Maybe one or two changes from them. Eight or nine from us. And 
I don't care what anybody says. You know, I've I've I've, I've, I've watched some of the looked at some of the comments and all that. Oh, oh always blaming Mikel. Like always blaming. Him. I'm going to give him a lot of admiration. Mikel come out yesterday and turned around and said this was on him. And damn right, it is on him. He's the one that picks this team. He's the one that has signed these players. I turned around and said our midfield was totally outclassed, totally outbossed yesterday. Havertz, £65 million player. Vieira, £35 million player. Jorginho, a £10 million player. Totally outplayed by West Ham. When are we going to turn around and say, Havertz, when are you going to justify that transfer? Because I've I'm, I'm been bigging him up, trying to big him up. I watched him yesterday. Just did not contribute in that game. Got brushed aside by players that wanted it more. Vieira, brushed aside. I see, you know, the only one I felt done okay yesterday was Nelson, even though he got brushed aside a lot. But there were opportunities to give him the ball yesterday, and we just declined to do it. He was free on many occasions, just and trying, you know, he was give him the ball. Trossard, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, you know, when he starts, he's just, he, I don't know what I'm, it's his brother that starts. When he comes on as a substitute, he's unbelievable, you know? Defensively, you know, a shambles. The goalkeeping situation, you know what I mean? Like, probably Aaron Ramsdale's last game. Needed a good game, guys. Needed to play well yesterday. Didn't do himself in any any, any glory, if I'll be really honest. Like, you know, wasn't helped by uh, a makeshift back four. Um, and again, I'm going to say this now. Another goal conceded from set pieces. You know, we went, we went a year. Do you know that? We went a year without conceding from a set piece. Two in two, two in three games now. Listen, that wasn't good enough yesterday. The players out there um, are all um, Mikel signings and they're not just good enough. They are not good enough to compete. And I'm going to say it now. I'm I'm guilty of it. Our work don't really matter. We go out of these cup competitions. Oh, you know what I mean? We've got got more, more important. You know, we're trying to win the league or we're trying to do this. We have built a team now or a squad that should be good enough to compete in every competition. Now, I'm not saying win every competition, boys. I'm not saying that, right? But to go to West Ham and be 50 minutes being humiliated, being outplayed, I don't think it's acceptable, whether it's it's a second team or we made changes and whatever. And when a team, that's twice now I've gone to West Ham, last season 2-0 up and you messed it up, and... Now, all their fans mocking us by singing he should have gone to a bigger club. You know what I mean? Like, it's now about time we started showing that we are a big club. Not just the manager, by the way. Not just the people that are us fans as well. We have got to start demanding a little bit better. And, and when things are not right, be be up for it to say that it's not right. And, and yesterday wasn't right, boys. And that was down on the manager. No one else, right? No one else. When we win... It's all the players. When we lose, it's it's the players as well. It's, sorry, when we win, it's our oh, manager, Mikel, Mikel. When we lose, it's our oh, it's the players. No, that was all on the manager yesterday. I don't care what anybody says. And I'll tell you what, credit to him. He come out and he said, I've warned them that if they're not up for this game, they're going to get done. He told her in a press call. I've I got a lot of admiration for him yesterday because he come out and said what I was thinking. And I... And, and, I'm, I'm sure we get a reaction on Saturday, but at the end of the day, 30-odd years now, we haven't won that league. 
And when people say, ah, it's only the League Cup and all that, these people that have only just been have been going football, you know what I mean, or whatever, like, you know what I mean? I'm telling you that now, the best time I've ever had as a, an away fan going to a game was in the League Cup, right? Uh, and and we're just tossing it away now, like, like it's just, it's a nothing trophy, like, you know what I mean? We are not in a position where we, we've won so many cups, so many trophies, where we can say, that don't matter, blase about it. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. You know what I mean? We should be going, we should have a, I, I go two or three years ago, I accept it. But now, when you look at that, £110 million worth of midfield talent, we shouldn't be saying, oh, that don't matter no more, boys. I, I agree. Can I jump in there? I agree with you, Lee. I completely agree with you. We haven't won enough as a club the last 20 years to be tossing aside the Carabao Cup as, ah, oh, it's nothing, you know. You know, there are bigger things and and, and so what? We're, we're bigger and better than that. Um, I understand prioritizing. I understand that you have to rotate. I understand you can't go full strength in every, you know, in every competition and you gotta, you know, mix around the squad. But as I tried to put it yesterday, um, whether it be on Twitter or on the fan cam or whatever, just because we rotate, why do we have to accept a performance like the one we got yesterday, especially in that second half? And interesting what you said about Mikel Arteta, because I think you're right, holistically, like the bigger picture how you can spend £100 million on that midfield and it looks so poor, that is on Mikel Arteta. He signed Havertz, he signed Vieira, he signed Jorginho. You know, how he can have this squad for four years and still not have a squad that can actually go out there when you rotate and you get these performances. Look, I gave them credit for being good at Brentford earlier in the Cup. I gave them credit for the rotation against Sheffield United, although Sheffield United are appalling. We looked all right. But actually, squad rotation has been an issue for Mikel over the last four years. Whenever he's made changes from the main first 11, you've seen a real drop in performance. We saw that again yesterday. However, I felt his press conference, which you've, you've mentioned there, I felt that was him going, it's my fault. You know, I, I think that was one of those... Let me take it in front of the press, but behind the scenes, I'm livid with the players. Oh, 100%. And, and he did the whole because that there was one line I thought was very poignant when he said, I've been telling, I've been warning them for 48 yeah. hours, you need to be competitive. And I think that was him saying they weren't. And I'm furious that the, even the players I put out there didn't take it as seriously as they needed to. And I agree with him because look. Like the bigger point, which is that he hasn't maybe spent that money wisely on the likes of Havertz, Vieira, I think the jury's very much out, and a few other players. The 11 that went out there was good enough not to be 3-0 down against West Ham. And actually, the first half, in what is going to be a very critical podcast, let me say the first half, I thought we looked okay. I thought we were unfortunate to be 1-0 down. Ben White had a shocker on the own goal. And while we didn't create anything in that first half, I thought we were. I thought we were the better side, who had the, you know the more shots and the more territory and the more possession. We just need to convert that into something a little bit more tangible. But whatever. Second half, we were a disaster, an absolute disaster. And the way the players played in that second half was was appalling, and they didn't look like a team that recognised that you're about to go out of a cup competition. Probably because maybe they subconsciously thought, well, we've got Newcastle on the weekend, and that's not acceptable either. So. I think while there's criticism of Mikel in his squad building, I think he'll be as furious as some of the fans in terms of what he got out of those players this, um, yeah, that Wednesday night. And um, 
they'll probably be react against Newcastle because they've got that in them. But the point is that doesn't change the fact that we're out of a cup competition. Probably the one that was the easiest to win. Um, and I really am feeling it. I mean, look, yeah, there are bigger competitions. I agree. It is fourth in the priority list. But that's copium for me. Like, otherwise, I'm just really disappointed we've been knocked out of this cup competition. You're on mute, Turkish. Oh, my bad. So, Jordan, uh, Mikel Arteta, mm. the players, um, where do your gripes lie after last night's performance and result? I, I think I've always been quite consistent in our games in most of the time in, as Lee alluded to earlier on, picking out Mikel Arteta first, win or lose. I think I've always been quite fair. When we, when we win games, I tend to start with Mikel Arteta. And when we lose games, I think it's fair to start with Mikel Arteta as well. I think what I learned from this game, boys, is that although our squad, in theory, actually is quite strong, I think what we saw was that it's strong in terms of if you play your first 11 and you need something from the bench, we've got the firepower and the players and the reinforcement to kind of get a job done. I think what you, last night showed is that if you have to rely on squad players in the main to get a win away at a decent side, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. And I I, I wonder if Mikel Arteta um, looked at West Ham starting 11 when it came out and thought, oh, they've gone strong. <laughs> they've gone really strong. And had he, have, in hindsight, obviously, you never know this anyway because they come out at the same time, but had he known they were going to go so strong, would he have gone stronger? Because I think in our predicted 11s in the last pod, I think James, the midfielder started last night for us. I think you picked that midfield. And I remember responding saying, there's no legs in that midfield. No, Look at that wrong. midfield. Look at that midfield three. There's no legs. There's mm-hmm. no legs in that midfield at all. Um now we can look at the prices that they paid for that for the, for that for that um, for, for those three players. It's a lot of money, but it's still not good enough. West Ham have a good West Ham's eleven is a good Premier League eleven, and it showed me that a midfield of Jorginho, Cavertz, and uh, Vieira coming off the bench to do a job levels Trossard off the bench. Lee says, "Let there's cool. They can do a job for sure. Impact games, starting games." And that's why I wanted to go strong. I wanted to go strong. I think I said in the last pod, the only person I definitely don't want to see is Saliba. I would have been comfortable seeing everybody else, maybe Saka, but even Saka. Because as again, as Lee says, and, and as James says, we don't, we're not that club that regularly win cups. And whilst it's the fourth priority of the fourth trophies, completely agree. Who is 20? We've won a league in 20 years. We've won a few FA Cups. I just don't think we're, we're in any position to be throwing cups away, especially when you think of, this is an easy cup to win, in my opinion. You can get it won early. By February, you can, you can bag it. Man City are out. Liverpool, the only team left in the competition who you think could give us a game, could knock us out. This, this, this could have been an easy win. This could have been an easy cup to win. I'm also not convinced, where I disagree with James and Lee, they both said that they, they think there'll be a reaction on Sunday or whatever the game is. I'm not sure. I'm not sure there will be. I'm not sure there will be a reaction because, and this is the reason why I keep saying, looking at the game ahead is dangerous because whilst all right, you might protect some players from injury in the in the game, the first game, if the momentum, the energy, the confidence, the form 
is not good going into the bigger game, then it doesn't really make a difference to me. I think going the best way to prepare for Newcastle is to beat West Ham. It's to beat West Ham. And if you've got a place in first teamers to do that, I don't mind making that sacrifice and risking a few first teamers. So I'm not convinced that the, the confidence will be high against Newcastle. We were talking, me, you, Turkish and Lee, before James came on. Newcastle just battered, albeit an all for Man United team, with their third team. That was their third team they've beaten Man United with away. So I'm not confident about the weekend's game at all. And I just think that Mikel Arteta got it wrong in terms of his selection. I think his cup, his cup record we've commented on is really, really poor. The players have got to hold something because I agree with Lee. I think bar um, Nelson, I thought everybody was awful. I thought they were awful. They were awful. And the final point I'll make is about bringing on the subs. I know there's a few fans that are saying why they bring on, this, bring on those first-teamers um, uh, in, in the second half. I agree with the Saka one. I think at 3-0, just hold it. Just hold it. At 3-0, the game's gone. Just hold it. I didn't have an issue with Declan Rice coming on at 2-0 because the game's not done then. The game is not done then. So I didn't have a big issue with him bringing on Declan Rice at 2-0. But the Martinelli and Saka one, I agree. That that was just, the game's gone. Then, then you are heightening your risk of losing your best players for the next game. Just take the 3-0 and, and go. But my overall thoughts are, I actually I want to win this game. I want to win this cup. I'm not one of those that kind of just brush it off. I want to win it. But the bigger issue for me is we can't seem to get a run. We can't get a run. Like every time I think we're kind of starting a run, we lose a game or there's a, it's a, it's a where it's Europe or, 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 or we draw a game in the league we shouldn't draw. We can't seem to get a run, any kind of momentum. And that's why I want to win this game and go strong because I think momentum at this point of the season is, is important. It, it feels like we can't get a run on the pitch as well. Mm. I, think, I think that 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 has transferred over into what you're saying, which is when you look at the the results, the bigger picture throughout the season, there's no run in there. But if you look on the pitch, like by run, I mean the whole fluidity and transition thing. And I, and I'm tired of going back to it already. We're only 10, 11 game weeks in, or coming up to 11. But I have to because I put this more on Mikel than the players. That's for sure because I look at some of the players out there and I think, why are they? Why are they at our club? In all honesty, I look at them and think, why? Why are they here? This was the this was the summer now to get what you need to get done. Done. I don't want to hear oh we're light in that department or oh we might need. This was the summer to get it done. So when I talk about 130 million net spend, the reason I talk about that is because 130 million net spend is not a large amount, especially for a team that have just finished second off the back of their best season with a low wage bill and are expected to turn a corner and continue challenging with the youngest team in the league. I don't think 130 million net spend, especially when Man City are spending more, is of of adequate level to really go into the next season and be confident about pipping that same Manchester City side that, that pipped us this year. And obviously, I'm going off on a tangent here because we're talking about the Carabao Cup, but the reason I talk about it in general is because what I saw last night is what I've been seeing all season especially that first half performance, more so than the second, because the second half was one of our poorest 45 minutes all season without a shadow of a doubt. Maybe the poorest, but I think Lons is in there, Chelsea's in there. There's an argument to be had. But that first half wasn't too dissimilar to our game against Forest or Fulham or Bournemouth, you know, whether it be a smashing win against Bournemouth, a draw against Fulham or a, or a tight win against Forest. We've had these performances in us, performances that feel like a handbrake's on 
in transition and attack because we're not creating an abundance of chances. We're more trying to control the game. But at times, we lose control with one goal conceded. Jordan? Sorry, Turkish. Yeah, I, I, can I just talk, pick out a couple of players that I think are worthy of discussing? I think Kai Havertz, I know it seems to be the kind of lightning rod um, in terms of the player to kind of to kind of pick on. I'm super concerned now. And call me late. I know other fans have been on this for, for, for weeks and weeks before now. I'm, I'm super concerned now because these are the games where, A, I don't understand why he's still playing in midfield. I, I When I saw the lineup, I thought the, he was going to be up front. I thought he was going to be up top and, and Ketia was going to go wide and Trossard maybe drop into the midfield. Um, it, it's not working. It's not working. Jordan, you know what? I'm, I refrain from really going in about this subject because people will say typical Turkish and, you know, he's so negative. But if I really no, no. go in about Havertz, Jordan, mm, the mm. guy is not good. No. Full stop. That is the best way I can put it. He is not good. I can't believe the upgrade I waited years for on Granite Jacker turns out to be worse than Granite Jacker. I can't believe that decision that Mikel Arteta's made. I can't believe that Pepe and Havertz coming at the at the same time. One of them arguably has the better time statistically, and that's Pepe. Obviously, one of them has the bigger moment in the Champions League. But when you look at Havertz and Pepe coming into the league and what they mm. both produce, there's, there's an argument to say balance. Mm. One leaves our club for free. Mm. The other one comes into our club for 65 million. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So if I really go into this subject, Mikel, listen, I, I'm not happy about that transfer. And it's one of those transfers that it's make or break for Mikel, if I'm honest with you. And especially if, if he remains stubborn with it. Because, look, with Willian, he wasn't stubborn. Willian was free, though. This is a 65 million addition. So there's going to be a lot more pressure on this one to work. But with Willian, he, was, you know, he wasn't stubborn a year later out the door. Tavares, same thing. Lokonga, even 18 months, same thing. Havertz in January, I wouldn't mind sorting that situation out. I, I, I think I think you're right. I think the January or the summer, it's looking like one of those ones where he 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 could it could go down, go down one of our worst ever transfers, um, and he could be at the door in, in in the summer. It's it's just not working, and he's got to stop playing him in midfield. He's got to stop playing him. If he's going to play he's a midfielder, Jordan. So that's that. That's know, Arteta's I words. Know, I signed him I as know, a midfielder. So I if know. you stop playing him in attack, I don't care if he's better in attack than midfield. He's shit in attack as well. Mm. Like we're, we're we're picking out of like you know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Great striker, either. So I know. I know. It's level. The the, the other the other person I think just I get the boys' thoughts on, and have us. They want to contribute a second as well. But is Zinchenko? Um, I think he's fighting for his Arsenal career. 
I, I don't think this is a poor run. I think that he he did a really he was really integral to how he played last year. I just wonder if we've had we've seen the best of him, and this is not just a poor run of games or a poor start to the season. Um, I, 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 I think he's fine for his Arsenal career. Personally, um, he's awful at the moment. He's really bad. Really, really bad. This is. It's not like it's the one or two games where he's been he's been really poor. He's not been good all season. He's not been good all season. I mean, James is a fan. I know you, you watch him a bit more than me, so maybe you can pick out some moments or a game where he was good and I'm being unfair. But right. he's really bad at the moment. He's really costing us. I don't want to blame last night on him. Last We didn't lose the game last night because of him. But this is an elongated period now where I'm looking at him as a senior player and thinking, whether we win the league this year or, or not, Next season, I, I I just can't see it with my club next year. I just don't see what you bring. The inverted thing was 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 amazing and it worked. It's not working now. So what do you bring? What do you bring? Um, I'm not gonna make big judgments on players based on a Carabao Cup exit. While it's a competition, I wish we took more seriously as a club. You know whether that's from starting eleven to the players' mentality, whatever it might be. You know, I'm not going to make my final decisions on players based on this this game. And to be honest, even based on the fact that it's the 2nd of November, there's a lot of football to be played. We're top of our Champions League group. We're well in the title race. You know, I'm, I'm willing to be patient, see if Zinchenko gets back to form. As poor as Zinchenko was, and I agree with you, he was, he was bad against West Ham. Awful on that second goal. He still saw little bits of neat passing here and there. Um, that kind of on the watch along, I wasn't seeing any of that. And then watching back some of the highlights, I thought, okay, there were moments, but defensively looked all over the place, Sinchenko. It's funny that the Havertz discussion is so, I kind of thought it'd come sooner because see with this West Ham game, he was really poor. And I know I, this is bottom of the barrel stuff, like bottom of the barrel. But I kind of thought in that first half, I started to see what looked like shades of intensity from Havertz I couldn't believe it you know he actually like showed a nice touch in a tight space and he there were little moments where he you know he, he forced a header from a set piece and forced a good save at Fabianski and he sprinted once or twice and I thought wow he looks like he's really trying here so I didn't want to get on him too much because I thought at least this was at least there was a degree of intention that I quite liked from him but it's like it's really scraping. Like it was, it wasn't great. Vieira in the first half, it was, you know, one or two nice passes. First half, no one I thought was so terrible to the point where I thought, oh no, this is going one way. But then in the second half, obviously, it did go that way anyway. Um, but, you know, in terms of the squad, you know, maybe you're right, Jordan. You can't make wholesale changes and expect that 11 to go do a lot. I guess at Brentford they did, but okay, you know, sometimes you might get something. I think the bigger point is that maybe there are five or six players that you can drop one or two in the 11 and things will still be okay. But you don't have two 11s there that can play at a similar level. And I'm not necessarily expecting that. I just don't expect the level to drop quite that much. Dan, um, do, do West Ham have a better midfield set than Arsenal? It's funny, I actually went through that on my podcast uh, account this morning. I yes. went through Alvarez, Suchek and Paqueta. They started and last Prowse. night. Hmm? 
and Ward Prowse. That's a four well, midfield. The, the, the midfield that started last night, I looked at and thought, is it better than Havertz, Jorginho, Vieira? I think it is. Yeah, it's on it's on par at worst case. At, at least worst, on par. Yeah. is Alvarez better than Jorginho? It's better. It's better. Well, better. Probably easy, easy. Piquet is better than Vieira. So Suchek mm. and Havertz. Well, if you're talking about winning headers and flick-ons, and <laughs> and that's what Havertz meant to do, Suchek's actually the only thing he's very good at. So, yeah, like yeah. theirs is better. Which is crazy when you think about the amount of money spent on the midfield. We 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 bought one of the we bought their best midfielder only to come into next season and say wait West Ham midfield is set is is probably better than ours. <laughs> you so know, well, people, sorry, go on. People like you know question me in the summer when you know I don't want to just make this about habits because I even said in the summer just get rid of Jorginho as well and let's bring in that other young midfielder that when Partey is not available or it's League Cup or he can play a game. You know, we can have the next maybe rising star. We can get a glimpse of the future rather than El Nene and Jorginho, which is, for me, you know, I would have selected El Nene, but I'm not going to lie. El Nene could have started and we still could have got smashed free. You know, I'm not blaming Jorginho for it, but I don't see midfielders that scare teams aside from Declan Rice and Thomas Partey when he's fit, but it's, you know, he's hardly fit. Odegaard, obviously, he has that in him, but this season he hasn't been that player so really, the only midfielder we got this season that really frightens an opponent or you know makes them second guess them, so is Declan Rice the only one? Turkish. I'm a huge believer in balance in everything. Like it's the reason why we kept telling Man United fans Mount Bruno Fernandez Casemiro won't work. There's no balance to it, but that's true of ours too. And what what I find so staggering about Mikel Arteta is. He's had four years, and I think since de- since he arrived day one, we needed two midfielders. One of them was Thomas Partey, coolly addressed that. And then we kept saying that we needed a second. We needed an eight. I know no one liked him, but Danny Ceballos is an eight. I know I know he wasn't good enough, but a, a, a profile, an eight, someone who actually plays in central midfield. Now, we had Xhaka, and last season, you could see the balance. It was so great. Off the ball, Erdogan presses, Xhaka tucks in next to Partey, and it's robust, and they're both central midfielders, and you can understand how one slightly deeper than the other, how it works. So we wanted to address that by signing Declan Rice and Kai Havertz because we lost. And I thought, well, if Partey stays fit, Rice can be an eight, and there's a thing called balance there. No surprise that when Rice has been in the eight, we've done some good stuff like beat Man City. But... To think that otherwise his options, because Partey is not available, so he you know largely plays Rice in the middle. His options are basically to just chuck a load of tens in midfield. Mm. Erdegaard, Vieira, Habert, Smith Rowe, take your pick. You basically got mm. four tens there, and only one of them, Erdegaard, is is actually looking like anyone we can you know reasonably rely on. It it's re- it's looking like, and there is still time to turn it around. But it's looking like horrific squad building and horrific player management there. Can, can I ask you a question? I asked Lee just to bring Lee into this as well. It's a futile question, but I just wonder, do you think we should have gone harder to keep Xhaka? I know the reports are that he wanted to go to Germany and he wanted to move on. And, you know, who would have thought I'd be asking to kind of keep Xhaka? But do you think that we should have gone all out to say, give us one more year? I think we did do that. I think last year was the one more year that we 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 gave him because there was rumours that he wanted to or there was you know 
talks about him leaving the the summer before. I think that was okay. the extra season. And you know what? I don't want to make it about should should we have done more to keep Jack because we needed an upgrade on Jack. And I wanted to keep Jack. I yes. just wanted an upgrade on him as well as him being in the squad for these types of games for rotation purposes. But you are right that the, the upgrade we made is has us questioning, you know, whether we made the wrong decision in letting him go. And obviously, in you know, even at the time, I could admit it's probably the wrong decision because we've challenged for a league tie. You don't go and uproot a midfield that's just challenged for a league tie. You you build on top of it. But instead, we we lost a key piece, and he was a key piece last season, and. We brought in Averts, and you see, James, you mentioned Sabayas, and you you caveated that with, you know, he's not a great player. Sabayas is four times the player Kai Havertz is. Mm. Oh, I agree. And I'll tell right. you, I know. And he's doing a job for Real Madrid now, okay? Well, he Sabayas was, anyway, is doing a good job for us. Yeah, I, I like Danny Sabayas. I like Danny Sabayas. He won us, he, he was part of that FA Cup winning team. He played really he well for us in parts. But I'll tell you what, after, after four or five games, I thought, well, right, yeah. I've I've now watched 10, 11 times I've watched Havertz. And it's, you know, you have to say now, like, you know, what was Mikel doing doing that signing like? And you can go on about Shaka, the replacing Shaka. Why are we talking about that? Because the player that's come in has been nothing, nowhere near the standard of, of, of Shaka. That's the reason we're talking about it now, like, you know. We're missing Granite Xhaka because of that. I think Jorginho's being done a little bit of a harsh deal. I thought he was okay again yesterday. But the fact of the matter, if you're going to play Jorginho, don't leave him out. Don't leave him out. Hang him out to dry by playing people with not legs around him. Play Declan Rice alongside him and he ain't a bad player. Like, you know, I mean, is he the future of Arsenal long-term? No, he's not. The Shinchenko one, let's just go back to that quickly. Like, you know, I don't care if he's an inverted or whatever. That defending for that goal is pathetic. It's pathetic. You know what I mean? Like, it's a 40-yard cross-field ball. Tommy Asu just sw- just cleans that up easily. Yeah. Kieran Tierney clears that up easily. We're going to his midfield play and all that. I'll tell you what, I could play his role yesterday. He didn't get out. It was walking football so slow, so slow, slow, so. I'll tell you a statistic I was told yesterday, boys, and I, I, you'll know this more than me, um, James. Arsenal have not scored in the first 15 minutes of any game this season. Mm-hmm. How many goals did we score in the first 10, 15 minutes last season? Why are we be why can someone ask me sincerely this? Why have we gone away from our success of last season to this? Can I try and sincerely answer that? Yeah, same. I think I don't know if I believe this, but I think the theory is. If you are more, if you try and take control of the chaos, last year we were kind of attack, 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 score a load of goals, but sometimes your attack is stifled and sometimes you get opened up and sometimes you can see goals you shouldn't. You think of Bournemouth, you think Villa away. There were games where we just looked like we could be cut through. That leaves you open to being 3-1 down at home to Southampton. That leaves you to throwing away leads at Anfield and West Ham. And I know that that's more running stuff, but there were earlier games like Man United, Old Trafford. We played them off the park and we lost 3-1. I think the theory, because I just did a little calculation on my phone. The the seven wins and three draws equates to a 91-point pace we're on. Now, that's actually not something to scoff at because we've actually played City. We've actually gone to Stamford Bridge. We've actually played Tottenham. We've actually played United. 
So you can't say, well, it's too early. There's a lot of teams you haven't played. We've actually had some tough games, Everton away, wherever. I think the theory is, it might not be as pretty on the eye, but if you reduce the kind of chances of chaos and, and whatever, you're going to win far more points by just having more of the ball, more shots, being camped in the opposition's half and conceding far more chances. There'll be games where we don't look pretty. There'll be points we drop because the margins didn't go our way. But more often than not, they will. Now, I actually, I remember watching Big Six Turkish and Matisse and everyone was getting on to Saeed about us beating Man United 3-1, where basically United fans were saying, but Arsenal weren't that good. And, and they were saying, yeah, but the whole game was played in Arsenal's territory in Man near United's box. And if you play 90 minutes like that, more often than not, there's far more chance the ball goes in their net than in ours. Mm-hmm. So while it's not pretty, we don't look like we're going to score. I just think there's probably some data science somewhere that tells you over 38 games, that's going to go far more your way than against you. I'm of the belief that if you are a team that look like you're going to score goals with every attack and are going to terrorise teams, then you've got more chance of scoring goals and, and winning games and whatever. And if we had last season's philosophy, but with a fit Saliba, we'd probably win the league or, or get far closer than we did. But I think Arteta's trying to take more control of the chances of winning the game. And we might not know till game week 25 whether that's actually really looking plausible and whether that theory is playing out. Yesterday... If I'm to offer, um, again, I'm really trying it for the team. An own goal and, you know, brilliant moment from Kudus and we're 2-0 down. And actually, I think Ramsdale should do a lot better on that third goal. There will be some data scientists at Arsenal going, yeah, but we were dominating that game. You played that 10 times and we're probably one or two nil up by halftime. I think that's what they're telling themselves. Whether there's truth to that, I don't know. But that's me trying to offer sincere answer as to why I think they're playing that way. I agree with every word that James just said. That theory is what I think as well. It's not pretty to watch. It's not, to Turkish's word, as fluid as we were last season. Um, but there's no coincidence that we've won the, the beat the two Manchester teams in games where we weren't brilliant and we weren't scintillatingly sexy. But we won both the games. But um, you know what? I think that's... The, I have to cut in there because we well, didn't beat City or United because of these tactical changes. We beat City because of a deflected goal in the 90th minute and we beat but, United. But, but how do we get there? The yeah, but, but, we, but, but up until the Declan Rice corner goal, we was frustrated at United. We was failing to create anything. And to be honest, the, the goal rebounded off two players before going in. The Martinelli one, a deflected, you know, break, which really, you know, we can't say was going in. It was on target, but and we didn't win. We haven't won a get like... Everton is probably the best example where we've won a game because Dominated. of the mistakes made this, you know, this season. I don't use City and United as examples for that. We I, was I think that I think emotion, I think fortune played a role in both those games. I agree, but I think to what James is is, is saying, the theory is it's about how do we control a game and get to the 80th minute, worst case level, to give ourselves a chance in that last 10, 15 minutes to go then and win it and take advantage of fortune. Because you're right, Declan Rice goal was a bit fortunate, although that set-piece corner was actually rehearsed. Declan Rice being the back post there, that wasn't a fluke. The strike deflected, I, te- I accept that. The Man City one, we wasn't great, but it's about how to, rather than the emotion of starting games 100 miles an hour and maybe being 2-0 up, 
but then losing 3-2 because you've peaked too soon, how do we control as much of the game as possible to be in the position whereby we can win it in the last 10 minutes? Now, it's a theory. It could be absolute nonsense, as James says. We can get to February and that could just be thrown out the window. But I do think it's a deliberate and conscious effort to change how we played from last year to what Lee's saying to how we're playing this year. Lee's right. This, this first 10 games of the season, we were blowing teams away in the first half an hour of games. 20 minutes, we were just, we were just, we were just a force. I loved it. But I think he might have realised to win a league title, you might control over emotion, um, you know, possession over over um, fast starts. I think that's what he is thinking. And again, let's get into the second half of the season and see if that plays out. But I think James's theory is 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 what Mikel Arteta is thinking. And I believe there probably is data to show that over 38 games, this strategy is more likely to win you a title than last season's one. If 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 I look at this season, I I I I, I, I do you know what it's, it's not a bad thing. But if you look at it subconsciously at this moment in time, we played fifteen games so far. Like yeah, if you including all cup games, if you look at it around it like that, you know, seven in the league. Uh, sorry, ten in the league. We've 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 won seven, drawn three. In the, in the Europa League, we've played three, one, two, lost one, and 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 the, and the league cup. One one and lost one. So in fifteen games, we've lost two games and, and drawn three in um, in those fifteen. That ain't that ain't that great when you look at it. Like you know what I mean. Like when you look at it, the league is, and I, I, I do I, I I do get what you're saying on that. Like you know, but also when you're when you're playing this, it's the loss of form of players that worries me. Like you know, Udegaard has not been suited to this sort of play then like you know what I mean he was a star player last season 15 goals 15 assists is nowhere near at that level Shinchenko nowhere near at that level at this moment in time I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again Saka not at the level of, of he was last season so is it affecting the players because I'm looking at our, our players this season who was absolutely smashing it last season not you know what I mean, like so. It is it, for me. It is it is a worry. Like I watched that game yesterday, and I, I and I agree with James. You know, we look the better team. Oh, I say look the better team. I I was watching it. I always felt that we was, you know, never looking like scoring, and they looked like dangerous on the break and, and, and things like that. I, I didn't see that domination in that game yesterday. I know it's the League Cup, and I, I know it's different players, but I, I just feel that you know when are we gonna even against Sheffield United, we struggled for for, fifth, for 15, 20, 25 minutes until we, we we broke them down. Even though I felt we was always going to break them down in that game, like you know. But I, I want to see us that um, exciting side of us as well, like you know. I mean, I want to see like the players performing to their to their highest levels and things like that, like you know. And and they're not. I I do think I'm 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 going to say it again when when Jesus is in the side, we're a different team. We're a different set. Every single time that ball went up front yesterday and it went to Eddie, it broke down, guys. It broke down on him, like you know what I mean. Like it's just bouncing off him like a like a wall. It's not his game. His goal, his game is a goal scorer. It's like getting on the end of things. He's not. He can't build up the play like Jesus. And I think because of that, what happens is we get to a certain point of the of the pitch and it breaks down. And I think that you know. I'd be disappointed if um, Havertz isn't starting up front on on that game on on uh, Newcastle because of that for that point 
because I don't think we get control of the game. I don't think we're getting control. We're getting control in the game, say from defence to midfield at times. But when it really matters, the control's lost because we haven't got. But when Jesus is there, that control's there. Like I.e. the Seville game, I thought we were superb in that game. You know, so we'll it is a little bit of a way. My, my my feeling is, you know, what I mean, like I, I've got to say this now, like you know. Shinchenko, by the way, he won't he won't start against um, Newcastle. I, I think his form is is massively worrying. I'm a massive, massive fan of his, but I, I looked at him yesterday. He looks slow. I will say this in his defence, and I still say this now. He didn't have a preseason. You know what I mean? Like I, I do think, like you know, uh, you, you know, he didn't, he didn't. I don't think he had one minute in the in America. No, he didn't. I, I, and I think that that is, that that takes its toll at some stage. You know what I mean? But his form is is really worrying for me. He went from one of our most important players to sort of like, yeah, Newcastle away, massive game. Well, let's not start him. Yeah, we wouldn't have that last season. James, last season he was the first one in, you know what I mean? Is it, could is he it... be the midfielder? I mean, listen, I know, again, I'm scraping, but could he be that central midfielder? Again, in the pockets, you know, you don't have his defensive liabilities, but maybe you get him on the ball playing... Like, I don't know people, but something needs to be done about that midfield position. Uh, yeah, and, and do, you know, do you know, I think it's got to be addressed now. And what, one of the other things is, is uh, on, on players' attitudes, right? And I've just been thinking about it while, we, while we've been talking and all that. Like, why do we get a good performance against Brentford and not, not, to, not this one? Is it because now players are sort of learning that, Oh, well, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm not playing in the next game. You know what I mean? That Brentford game, it's all a little bit earlier, a little bit fresher. We're still trying to make a game, trying to make our way. But all of a sudden now, you know what the midfield's going to be against so-and-so, the back four. Uh, so if, if I play really well today, I'm not going to be playing on, on Saturday. Is there a little bit of that? No, Lee, I, I think, I think going back to me and Jordan's theory, I think, I think the reason Brentford looked better was the margins that time went our way. The first goal from Ed, from Reece Nelson, I'm not mistaken, it's a it's a back pass, isn't it? There's a back pass they get wrong. And I think Eddie's involved and Reese tucks it away. I don't yeah. know if you guys can remember the goal. It's something like yeah. that. We we go one nil up. But that first half wasn't that different to our first half. I mean, we probably created better chances. Reese Nelson forced a save in the Brentford game. Um, sorry, not Reese Nelson, uh, Smith Rowe. Reese Nelson gets the goal. But we're one nil up. We're starting to protect. They had a they scored a goal, but it was ruled offside. Brentford's that would have been an equaliser, but the mark we held our line well. The margins went our way in that situation. A lot of defending, we came through in this one. The first half, we didn't have that moment that you know to take the opportunity. We didn't force you know a, a big moment from Fabianski or score or anything like that. Ben White makes an error, and from that point, you know, second half we were appalling. But the first half probably wasn't that different. But that time, the margins went our way. I think You're right, but Brentford should have scored. Risa missed a lot of chances that game. I actually remember. Yeah. Um, so as much as we was probably slightly better, they were they were slightly better as well. Um, to, I wanted to, you know, when you look, talk about the football and the changes, I mean, I want I'm going to save this for another day, but it just reminded me of you know towards the end of Wenger era, I'd look at the players we have and the style of football we were playing, and just thinking to myself, this doesn't fit well together. We've got a Phil Walcott and we're playing possession-based football. You know, we've got Alexis Sanchez and Ozil who in, they want space in front of them, especially in Ozil. 
you know, Sanchez can pick locks either way, whether you're you're facing a low block or you've got space to run into. Whereas Ozil was more a player where you need to be quick in the transition. Walcott, definitely a player like that. We had many players that, you know, that that's Aaron Ramsey suited the more free-flowing counter-attacking style, but we was, you know, intent on our on our methodical approach. I'm starting to see this again. You know, we've got a young team who, you know, thrived with the the shackles off now being asked to be a bit more stringent in their approach and at times being found out. But it is what it is. Carabao well, comes second. Yeah, do you no know what? Just quickly, like, we just mentioned Aaron Ramsdale, uh, Ramsey there. He would suit that role. Eight, yeah. Yeah, prime range yeah, now would be yeah. and and that's the reason Lee why I slightly disagree that um Sabios was the answer. I like Sabios, but that eight role has to have legs. You yeah. have to be able to get up and down. The one thing about Sabios, technically he was brilliant. He had no legs. Yeah. He had no yeah, legs. That's a bit harsh. He was oh, nippy. No. He didn't. He, he couldn't get up in. and down for ninety minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Ram, Ram's in his prime. It wasn't an out and out box to box. I get what that you mean. would be. That would be. Um, I think that the way we our set sets up would would have suited him. Who Shut thought this podcast shatter. would get us longing for Sabios? Not not that, <laughs> not that I didn't. I tell you, who would be who would be even more perfect? Santi Cazorla next to Declan Rice. That would be perfect because yeah. we don't have. We also lack that creativity. Jack Wilshere, number one. Yeah, but it's no, played, played with these players, you know. We can't even say like Arteta yeah. doesn't know their quality. Like he played with them. He was he was with Pep when he was fielding David Silva, De Bruyne, Bernardo in his midfield. How did he think Kai Havertz? I want to look back. I was thinking of this last night. I want to look back at everything we've said about Kai Havertz and feel so stupid, you know. I'll look back and just go, this is why you need to be patient. This is why you need to be... I I, I want to hate myself for my career. We're in November now, James. I, I know. I, I, I know. We're in November now. Like, I, know, I, I have been very, very patient with Averts. I've been wanting yeah, to say, desperate for him to do well. Mm. I, I, I want him to, you know, I want him... I'm going mad at, um, uh, 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 on, on Saturday because I want him to take the penalty instead of Vieira just to give him that little bit of confidence. I shouldn't be, I should not be doing that for a sixty-five million pound player. You know what I mean? Like everything, like I'm, I'm, he, he made a pass from five yards, and I've nudged Julian and said, "Hey, all that is good pass." Because I'm desperate for him to do yeah, well. Yeah, no, listen, I did the same in my fan cam. I said, "Well, the first half was all right." Because I'm just it's, trying. It's, like... I'm, 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 I'm now looking at it and going like. This is, you know, you you spent this money on him when we could have gone out and got a holding midfielder uh, of the same same sort of thing and got Declan Rice playing the eight. You know what I mean? Which is I thought that we was going to be doing anyway. You know, Thomas Party decision, you know, injury. But listen, Thomas Party's always injured. That was something that was, I, I I just feel like you know with sixty five million pound. You know what I mean? They sing a song. I sing a song that doesn't make no sense. You know, Kai Abbott's has scored again. He's not scored again, guys. He's not scored again. He scored one goal. Instead of saying like 60 million down the drain, he is down the drain. 60 million down the drain. It's Kai Abbott's again. That's what it should be like. You know what I mean? At this moment in time, I'm getting, it's not good enough. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to actually fit him in up front now because he's just not doing it in midfield. And, and um, you know, like, and I'm sorry, you know what I mean? Like, Vieira's another one now, you know, there's got to be questions. £35 million. 
I, I watched him yesterday. He's he's still as lightweight as he was a, a year ago. You know, I look at players like Martinelli. When he first come onto the scene, Martinelli, I thought, oh, what a good player and all that. Needs to bulk up and do this and do that. He's done exactly that. But I'm looking at these players now, like Havertz, you know what I mean, has had three years at Chelsea. He should be coming into this team, uh, a team with which is in disarray, by the way, in Chelsea, coming to a club which is vibrant and, and just engaging with it, just taking it. And it, it's not. It's just not happening. And like, you know, you're right, Jane. Mikel must be, what, what was he thinking of looking at this one? What, I, um, what, he was what, thinking this guy could be Kaka. Maybe. Weren't we all? Kaka shit. I am. You know who is going to be so fascinating for this whole art of play theory and all that? And I hate it. I hate that it's them, but it's Tottenham. Tottenham are very like us last year. Like, they just feel like they scored. Every, I hate saying it, people, but let's get real. They look like every attack. They get forward, you know, inverted fullbacks, you know, goals coming from lots of different positions. Madison at the heart running it, you know, Son up top doing this thing. That they, I hate saying it, and I'm so interested. My, my word, I hope they're not still in this come game week 32 like we were last year. But I'm very interested because when you watch Tottenham, the what the only thing I hold on to, other than the fact it's Tottenham and their history, is they Squad. have been conceding chances. They've been conceding lots of shots, lots of chances. Could have been a goal down at Luton. Easily should have been gone a goal down at Luton. You know, Palace had plenty of opportunities when Spurs weren't feeling it. They find a way. Why? Because they've got the firepower, despite not playing well, to get a few goals. Where are they come game week 25? And where are we? And where are City? Because City are nearer us in terms of um, some of the football they're playing. They're not as fluid. They maybe look like they're more focused on what they're doing defensively. That went up levels against Man United at Old Trafford, may I say. But I'm very, very interested. Come game week 25, where are those three teams? Uh, also, Liverpool as well. They can see chances, Liverpool. Where are they as well? Is, what, it, what, is, it, is it the scoring model? Is it the controlled model? It's 2v2 at the moment. One thing also I've got to say, like, you know what I mean? Like, three of the Champions League sides now are out of this, this competition. Three of them. That's Manchester City, us, and, and Manchester United are all out of it now. Like, only Newcastle are in there, and fair play to them, like, you know. Um, and Newcastle, by the way, have played Manchester City, Manchester United, and now they've got, uh, they've got Chelsea away, like, you know what I mean? So, if any team deserves to win this cup, it's them, like, you know. And the other little thing is that, you know, if, if Arsenal win yesterday, go away to Liverpool. You need a little bit of luck in the draws, boys, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we've had a lot of luck when it comes to draws lately, like, you know. But when was the last time we had a decent run in a cup at home? Uh, I do, I, you know what? Not to make excuse for the team, but I actually do agree with that. I mean, the Carabao, you could play a whole host of teams and our run would have been Brentford away, West Ham away, Liverpool away. Yeah. And look, we right. don't know that going into the game, so it's no, no, no you don't. You don't. Whatsoever. We haven't had a good run in the cup. I do agree. Like, my word, that would have been a... You know, like, there's, there's, there's 32 to, I thought, was it 64 teams? We get, all right, we get Oxford away. And then we get like Manchester City away, you know what I mean? Like the toughest one in, in the fourth round, you know what I mean? Like you have to have a little bit of luck in the competitions. But even at Brighton last year, Carabao Cup. Yeah, right. yeah, at home. yeah we, we, we've drawn Liverpool, I think, in three three League Cup years in a row, I think. 
Yeah, um, Liverpool away when it was the last time we had a decent run. It uh, we got Liverpool in the semi final, didn't we? A couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, All right, let's keep it moving because we have got yeah. another match to discuss. Um, and it's a big match, the bigger match of the week. Many people are, you know, using this match on the weekend as the the, the softener for the blow that we received against against West Ham in the Carabao Cup. But we just mentioned that Newcastle picked up a, a healthy win at Old Trafford. So they'll be bouncing and they have been bouncing throughout this season, really. You know, um, maybe not as good a start as last season, maybe not as defensively resolute as last season, but they freed the shackles a little bit in terms of their transition fluidity. And they're, they're bringing exactly what I feel like Arsenal are missing this season, which is that 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 bit of freedom. And they're getting a lot of goals from it. Um, a few hiccups recently. Dortmund, I think, was one of them. And then the draw against Wolves, was it? Off the top of my yeah, head? Yeah, they've had some weird results. Some yeah, weird results. but they've also had some quite you know, impressive results. 8-0 Sheffield United, one sticking out last night, 3-0 at Old Trafford with a heavily rotated side. That sticks out. Amongst City. Other results, yeah. Yeah, in the Carabao Cup as well. Let me first question, preferred midfield selection off the back of the conversation we've just had. And you know, funnily enough, he was having the conversation and I thought, Arteta and Edu, they were actually midfielders. And, and then we went into the season with fucking El Nene and Jorginho. Uh, yeah, these not all right. Would they have liked to play with these these players? But listen, we're, we're moving on. Um, midfield free. Who would you select against Newcastle at St. James Park? Obviously, from what we have, and that being no Thomas Partey. Erdegaard, El Nene, Rice. Erdegaard, El Nene, Rice. Legs, sensible players, balance. El Nenny, while El, El Nenny's our fourth choice six, you'll do you'll do well to find better third choice sixes. That's why I don't get onto Georgina and El Nenny. Mm. They're behind Partey and Rice in the pecking order. Like they, they, I can deal with that. I really can deal with that. Um, but Jorginho did really well at St James's Park. There's been a temptation to go. He can do it again. I feel like that that trick's been used now. Like I, I think. I think the one thing that Eddie Howler learned from that is you not let Jorginho play. Yeah. El Nenny, I am in the camp of, I actually don't think he's ever given us less than a five or six out of 10. I've never watched a game and thought, El Nenny, you've had a disaster. And I know that gets thrown around a lot, but I actually genuinely think that's true of him. Because um, he just keeps it simple, works incredibly hard, gets all over the pitch, get him at the six, get Rice next to him, at least be difficult to play through. But you know what? El Nenny's got decent, he's got a decent, you know, five, ten yard pass on him as well. He'll do what the manager asks. He'll free up Rice a little bit. That'd be my team. And he's a bit more mobile as well than, than Jorginho. A so. bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Use that term lightly. I'm more mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit, a bit. Uh, El Nene. I think I'm joking. Um, Rice and Odegaard. Lee. What do you make of that free? I mean, there's not much change you can make apart from maybe Georgie. Nah, you know, you know have I, mean, a... I think it's a, it's um flick of a coin on any old Georgina. What way you want to go? I, I'm I'm I, I'm probably going to go uh, Georgina because of um, more more match fitness than El Nenny, If I'll be honest, I think like right, you know, perfect opportunity to play El Nenny yesterday. Get some minutes under his belt if he was thinking about playing against Newcastle. Um, but 
didn't come on yesterday, which is a surprise. You know, I, I look at it and go, "What is El Nenny there for?" Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, if you're not if you can't if you're not playing in the the League Cup ties, when are you going to play? When are you going to play? So, like, He's got coaching it, badges to finish. Yeah, so oh, that's why we gave him the year extension. Yeah, uh, but, but like you know, it's I like El Nenny. I'm not trying. To yeah, I know. No, and, and, and I, I'm, I, I actually agree. It with sound him. like it. He's never. It's a bad mood. We got knocked out the cup, and and they and I just feel like. He's I never let Arsenal be brushed aside, and I don't want the players to think it's going to be brushed aside. And he's never, he's never let Arsenal down. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you know, uh, I like to see him alongside. Look, listen, <laughs> we've seen Jorginho again. Uh, we've seen them all. Havertz, Vieira. None of them have, have held this position. None of them. Smith Rowe, you know, injured now, but like he hadn't nailed it, like you know. So why not play Elneny in there, or why not play Ben White in there, or someone that can play, you know, somebody else, like try something different. But for me, I'm gonna, you know, listen. I, when that fit first 10, 11 fixtures come out, the two games I looked at and thought, well, we'll lose, we could lose that Man City and Newcastle. If we can get through this one, I'll, I'll be very, 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 very pleased. I, I, I. I fear for this game, boys. I really do fear for this game. You know what I mean? Like, I just think if we're not on it on Saturday, we will get smashed. That is what yeah. we've got, you know. So I'm hoping that they will be. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go, Jorginho in there. Experience, Jorginho and Rice doing the stuff that they do there, and and Ulegard, You know, Ulegard's good little ten minute cameo coming on yesterday. Needed to get some minutes under his belt. Um, but yeah, that's my three. Jordan, you've had a couple of variations, one including Anani, one including Jorginho. Which one are you going with? Or does Havertz, Vieira come in to, to an attacking position? Or I've both, just, why not? I've, I've just deeped it. Arsenal have really ruined my birthday, man. I really wanted to win that cup, so I'm just still mining oh, yeah. over. Sorry, yeah, happy birthday for today, bro. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jay I, I, I was saving birthday. it for the end, but yeah, here we are. No, but thank, thank you, fellas. But I'm just, it just really hit me that I wanted to win that cup. I know that it's, we're going back to the conversation before, but oh man, it's cheesed me off now. Um, I would go with Jorginho because two reasons. One, because he doesn't have great legs. I always find him problematic coming into a game in the 70th minute when the game is in full flow. So I think you're better off starting with Jorginho and he's along with the, the tempo rather than coming into a game where he's got to catch up or, uh, you know, more so. Also, and Lee flagged this really well um, as well, I think it was, the, it was the game last year at St. James's Park that he played and he was brilliant. I think that was the game, wasn't it, Lee? Where he was He was brilliant in that game at St. James's Park last year. Now that, that doesn't mean anything in terms of this game, it's, it's a different game. But I just think someone that knows that atmosphere, they're gonna be on it. They are going to be absolutely on it. And they're gonna be it's gonna be loud. I think their transition is really, really, really where they kill teams. So I think if we can get Odegaard pressing to try and stop them from getting into their transition, Declan Rice intercepting, but Jorginho, when we do have the ball, controlling the game from our point of view, taking this thing out of the atmosphere, I think Jorginho would be the better the better pick. And then, if needs be, 20 minutes to go, you can bring on El Nene, who does yeah. have the legs. Who, 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 he won't have 90 minutes in him, but he'll have 20 minutes in him. So I, I would start Jorginho and and then if needs be you've got El Nene. Yeah, just finish, mentioning finish with El Nene, is that what you're saying? Like, yeah? I, 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 I think I like so. That. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just going back to Will Smith Rowe, you mentioned there, Lee. Is anybody else concerned about Smith Rowe now in terms of it's another injury? When's he going to play again? Jordan, the, 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 the frustration and fears for Smith Rowe are even beyond injury. I don't know where he naturally fits into this setup. So we that needed too. to see him play football that to too. try and understand whether he was the left midfield eight that Mikel Arta saw long term to see whether he could do as a right footer, slightly more up and down version of Erdegaard on the right. Can he be depth to Saka? Is he a false nine? What is he? So there's the injury, which is like, oh, again, and he gets into his Turkish so that Jesus passe bracket of you're not available enough. But the bigger thing is that there's that. And then when he's back, there's trying to convince us all where he fits. And then there's finding form in that position. There's like a long way but, to go. But James, Smith throw anywhere that, near what we think he, he was going to be, what we thought he was going to be at this club. That, that's all valid and correct. My point was more so, where are the games? Apart from mm -hmm. FA Cup, where where's he going to play? I agree. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? I, I agree. Where do we play him? What is he? But even if we establish that, When's he gonna get? When's he gonna get minutes? <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? So that that slightly concerns me. I, I, I would look United away. Oh, I don't know if he's gonna be out for another month now, which he looks like he's. I, I, I'll say it was same weeks, wouldn't it? So let's say that's Christmas. <clears> I would be saying right. Let's get him out on loan. Let's get him like uh, six months of proper football, and, and then let's get him the season. Yeah, that's where I'd be now. Uh, who would you start Turkish? Sorry, it's out of interest. Who would, who I'd, go would James. I'd, I'd go with James. I'd go with James. Rice and and um, Odegaard. What, what about up front? I, I, I know I know Lee said Havertz. be interesting. Jordan? Inketia for me. Yeah, it's got a, a Havertz. I'm, 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 I'm just not seeing... I think it's too much of a risk now to be putting Havertz in to try and feel him into form. I think that kind of boat is 10 games in a slightly shipped. I think you bring on Havertz now when the game is won or if you're just going to think sod it, last 10 minutes, try it in. I don't think you have him in your integral plans anymore. And I think Nketiah has earned the right to start starting that game now. So for me, it's Nketiah. James? Trossard. I knew you were going to go for that. He doesn't start games well. As Lee said, he doesn't start games. His record starting games is not great. Last season, though, yeah. This season, I think that's true. This season, mm -hmm. I do think that's true. When he started, I've been a little disappointed. But Trossard last season came into the team. And I, there was someone in the comments saying, uh, of Tactical Insight, they're saying, well, you know, don't don't let them kid you. And Ketia wasn't dropped. He was injured. Then Trossard played. And he was on the bench against Leicester when Trossard started for the first time as a false Twice nine. he was on the bench. And came on in that game. So he might have had a little something, but he was fit enough to play. If he wanted to play him, he'd have played him. Trossard started up top because Eddie wasn't doing enough last season. And suddenly, Martinelli started playing his best form since the yeah. World Cup. He started to come alive. Suddenly, Arsenal had a little bit of fluidity back. Four against Palace, four against Leeds. You know, Trossard was there doing his thing and he was drifting wide. And Martinelli went up top, scored a great goal against Fulham where Trossard drifted to the left, whipped, whipped it to the back post. Martinelli was there to nod it in. There was fluidity, interchanging your positions. We were on a seven-game winning run. Our best run, I believe, we put together across the whole of last season. Not maybe in terms of the football we played, but winning run. Leandro Trossard is a very good false line option. Not just for us. He did it for Brighton too. He did it against big teams for Brighton. Can, can we just stop 
Like, I understand Eddie and Ketia can get in good positions and he can slap it in the back of the net sometimes. I hear you. I And I really hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm on this next podcast going, oh, James, you idiot. You should have had more faith. Eddie scored a hat-trick. Trust Mikel, all that. I don't see where Eddie and Ketia is going to... I don't see the problems he's going to cause Newcastle. Unless we can, unless we create good chances and we grab a hold of that game, but we just we just talked about the fact that we lack chance creation this season. Unless we somehow unlock an ability to keep them camped in our half and get the ball in the box and get Eddie nearer to goal around the six yard box in the penalty and penalty area, whatever. I don't see how Eddie contributes in this game. I need someone who's going to drop into midfield, give us a little bit of an overload, pull defenders apart, open spaces for Martinelli and Saka, and bring our wingers into the game. And no one has done that better than Trossard um, in Jesus' absence. No one. And it's Sevilla is Sevilla is an arguably similar game. It's an arguably atmosphere, you know, tough to break down, but they have energy in midfield, whatever you like to say. And how did we score? How did we get our chances? through Jesus vacating the middle of the pitch and Martinelli attacking, piercing through the middle. Get the players in that team that are going to facilitate that. I'd rather see Havertz than Eddie, though Havertz has shown me nothing and Eddie has shown me more. I feel like he's still more likely to bring players into the game than Eddie in that sense. Eddie has shown he can do it, but few and far between. If he does it on the weekend, fair, fair play to him. I really hope he does. I agree with James as well. Trossard for me. Um, People might be saying, hold on. Didn't you say Eddie deserves it after the hat trick? Well, he did. If he didn't play yesterday, but after yesterday, does he deserve it? That's my that's my problem with yesterday. I mean, and and the inconsistencies with Eddie. Um, and Eddie, Eddie plays. Come on, come on, he plays. You know what I mean? Like I think you're matter, being unfair. Don't matter how well he played or bad he played yesterday. Don't matter how well Nelson played yesterday. Don't matter how well Ramsdale or how bad he played. These guys are not getting in. You know what I mean? Like that. So I I think that you know. That game for Eddie yesterday, it don't matter how bad he played yesterday, you know what I mean? It's not going to affect But is that so? Is that what you think is going to happen? Or yeah, that, yeah, happen? yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go. I, I, I said it yesterday. I don't really want to travel up five hours, five and a half hours to Newcastle and see Eddie up top because I know he's not good enough. And the reason he's not good enough, forget about his goals, exactly what you say. He doesn't hold the ball up. It breaks down on him too much. And But when you've got Martinelli and you've got... Um, Saka, you need someone then to, to be on the end of those things. And that's why I think... And, that and, 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 and also, it's quite clear now that Jesus is going to be in and out, in and out for injury. That's, that's just clear now. So we have to now get Eddie to a standard whereby when he does come in, he's comfortable and he's got a bit of form. How are we going to know if Sheffield United was the anomaly or the start of hopefully a run if we don't put him in back-to-back games? It's a big game, I agree. And I understand all the worries and concerns people have about the quality that he brings. But I just think we need to find out now if Eddie Nketiah can be the reliable backup person. And you're only going to find that out if you play him in back-to-back game, back-to-back league games, especially on the back of his previous league game scoring a hat-trick. We need to know that the Sheffield United hat-trick wasn't just a one-off or if it's the start of start of a run. So I get tactically what, what James is saying about starting Trossard and the logic behind that. But I just feel if you're Eddie Nketiah, if you're Mikel Arteta, who believes in him, if you believe in him, this is the game to say, go and, go and, sh- go and repay my faith. Yeah, I'm giving you back-to-back league games. Go and show me that you can score the goals against a big team away to get us three points. 
I can know we still got people waiting to find out. I found that <laughs> three years ago, mate. If he doesn't do it tomorrow, if he doesn't do it on Saturday, then you know what I mean you're back to square one with him again, isn't you? Yeah. You know, like, the hat trick against Sheffield United's fantastic and all that, but like you know, he's got to back that up and he didn't yesterday. I'm not worried about him not scoring yesterday. It was his it was his general play yesterday. But like you mm-hmm. can look at it and go, well, well, okay. He didn't have Saka and Martinelli there. There's excuses like there's no excuses on the uh, on the weekend. You're gonna have Saka, you're gonna have Martinelli there, and you better perform. Because if you don't perform and it continually keeps breaking down on you like it did yesterday, we are in trouble and we won't win next time. Score I really hope he scores. I he really hope he scores. I really hope we win. He will score. Really, really, really hope. I bet you, so. Jordan. You want to bet? Yeah, how much? Just say how much uh, you want to bet. All right. <laughs> I bet you if he starts, he scores. Yeah, but how, about, how much you want to lose? Oh, wow. How much I want to lose? Turkis is that confident. Uh, you, you, you'll find out real quick when you're losing money. So hopefully on Sunday you found out about if Eddie's reliable. <laughs> <You have to, laughs> all right. Um... It's a nervous smile, Jordan, all of a no, sudden. No, you no, want no, to back just... out, just say, you know, you No, 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 I'm not backing out. I just, I'm just thinking of what's the um, begambleaware.com for those that do gamble, you know, make sure you gamble yeah, 20 pound, no more than that. 20, 20 pound. I bet you if he starts, he scores. 20 pound. 20 pound. Thank you. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Let's get the terms right. So does that only come to play if he starts? Yes. Fine. Yeah. So if he starts, Jordan Bleas will score. Yeah. Yeah, fine. And I'm actually, I'm actually different to you. Like, I mean, I don't care if you're not holding it up and linking up play if you're finishing your chances. And he had a chance. You got a big chance in Turkish. He didn't yeah, have a chance. In the first half against, in the first half against West Ham, Lee, I don't know if you saw the highlights. He had a chance. It, it's a, it's a semi-difficult chance, but you should be getting down target. And if your thing, when was that? What was that? It was the one where it was kind of bobbled across goal. I think Zinchenko kind of hooked it in. Oh, and he, oh, just kind of he, he, he put it over the bar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if your thing is finishing, if your thing is being that poacher, then fucking score the chance you get, even if it's just one chance. Well, I haven't seen that, but it did look a very, very difficult chance. Yeah, it was awkward. It was awkward. It was awkward, but it's also like, it's like. (laughs) Worth the keeper at least. Do better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. I I, I remember, you know, just flashed across, didn't it? I do. Very hard. Don't forget, right. Right at the end as well, there was that ball that just looped in the air to the back post, and then he went to volley. Let me let me not even let me not. Oh yes, in the back. second half, I think yeah, he, he miskicked it. Miskicked it. Let me bring yeah, up. Let me bring up. Yeah, he's had two chances. Oh, sorry, updated prediction. Thank you, David. thank you very much. Thank so people might be wondering why so there has been a Look at that. Okay, so listeners, people on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you're listening or watching this, update, James was late today, nine minutes late, so it's a one-point deduction. Aside from that, no one guessed West Ham to win. So minor change at the top, but all is the same in terms of form. Um, well, formation. James is still top one correct score, 10 points. Jordan, one my correct one, score. My, my points. Day, that point he should have never got has been taken away, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've given you all a title race. You should be great. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're all joint first, to be honest. So, so That's right. First, yeah. it's a joint three. James, Jordan, and Lee, they all have one correct score and they all have 10 points. I am currently fourth. Or second, depending on mm-hmm. how you want to look at it. Or Two bottom. Scores, nine <laughs> points. 
Don't worry, right, you no, just have my, voice, exactly. my banking details ready on <laughs> Lee, send me the money right now on stream. You disgrace of a man. Send me my 8 a.m. shift. Ooh, I was there. Jordan, who was first on this stream this morning? He was on there before me, to be fair. Uh, yeah. I, I, actually got, I actually got up this morning. I got up this morning. This is no word. I got up this morning. It's about half past seven, I thought. And I looked at first thing I looked at the thing to see, and, and there was no no message on from Turkish. I've got <laughs> I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it come through, I went, oh no. And then he's like, big grit, I'm here, my man. I mean, like, like some sort of achievement, like, you know what I mean? He, he's got, you know what I mean? Like, you know. We made it. We made are you it. In, are, you, are you in the studio today? Um, yes, but. I'm no, trying not to be. I'll, I'll send it to you, like, you know what I mean? So I'll send it to you. The, the, fun, your, the, the, funny thing, the funny thing, Lee, is that Turkish, when I, when I came on the stream, Turkish wasn't like bleary eyed, like he just got up. He'd no, clearly he, been he up for like an he hour. Ain't got he ain't got a thing. I'll tell you what, he stayed up all night. Like, like, he did. <laughs> Give me my money. I need to sleep. He's going to bed now, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know. I'll tell you what, what you if I give my money and he, and he misses the next one, I'll tell you what, man. It's more than a three point bet. I, I'll tell you, like. That's what I said to Jordan. I said, send me my money so I can he be did. late next time, man. I'll fucking <laughs> and big up no. James who messaged me went out of his way to say I'm sending you the money now Jordan big up sent me long the money time. a long time ago Lee let the team down but I'm not going to punish the team for I me I won't let the team down what a disgrace of a man you are like <laughs> He let he let the team down. He let Michelle down. He's let his daughter down. Everyone at least saw it at least. Come on, expose on Lee judges. My no one just went off for the uh, forever Arsenal. I thought was at ten thirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's what James said this morning, people. Oh, I thought it was ten thirty a.m. We've never done a podcast. I went to. I said to you guys off camera. I, I went to bed at 2 a.m. Long day, you know. Some, some sympathy would be nicely. Long day. We work really hard, you know. Yeah, you do work and, uh, hard. I give you a chew. You're in a non-form studio, aren't you? You're not getting soaked every bloody game. It's tough. It's tough, you know, watching football. And I went to bed. And uh, not normally, because, you know, your alarm goes off even if your phone's on silent. And I just had this moment where I thought, I might get a call from Turkish, you know. And lo and behold, I was woken up, 8, 8.05. Turkish, Turkish, yeah, ringing on my phone. He loves it and all, you know. He loves it. If you, as soon as, soon as you win a minute, he was there. Ooh, no, no, I really wasn't. no, it was good of you to call because I, I know, James, I know some other people. I just want to say this. I've just no, 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 Lee, to... Lee, before Mr. you talk, James, tell them what I messaged you. He messaged me word saying, for word. Hi. Yeah, uh, word for word. Hold on, Lee, listen. Uh, you, you put Lee the dickhead. Is saying more. No, he didn't. No. <laughs> but Lee's saying more than ten minutes is two points. I need you on ASAP. Right. And this, 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 this is what I'm saying. Like, this is where you loyalty scumbags <laughs> last. Right. I'm out on my daughter's birthday. I don't get the call. Like, you know what I mean, like the, 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 the ten minute warning. Like, I'm after ten minutes. Oh, hey, where are you? Your two points deducted. Like, you know what I mean? No phone call. Oh, please, James, get on before, like, you know what I mean? It's a <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know? So, there you go. 
There you go. I know I've been stitched up. Like, you know, out for my daughter's birthday, I'll get um, two points. Turkish, one point for, for just not, you know, just doing what he wants. Uh, James, one point for just laying in bed a little bit extra. That's no problem. You're out, you know, two points. But I'll take it. <laughs> I know, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, but, you know, if you all think that's fair, then fair. <laughs> then fair. Now he's kind of the heartstrings. <laughs> The integrity of this competition was down the toilet a year ago. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, he's getting very worried. When West Ham scored last night, I gone, "Oh yes, we two ones on." This is where it's getting a problem. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I've had this guy. He said yes. Let's go. Who? Okay, so James is first. Obviously, the top three are just well, the joint first is separated by the second letter <clears> of. James and Jordan's names, and then Lee, the first letter. James, I don't know if this is going to be three nil Newcastle, nil nil, two two, two one Arsenal. One, I've no, I actually we've, have got no back, idea. we've got to back the team today. We've got to back the team. You're a disgrace. You're about to say Newcastle are going to win. You're trying to throw us all off. I know what you're trying to do, but I actually am going to back us to nick it one nil to Arsenal. Nil to the Arsenal, Jordan. 3-2 Newcastle. Trust you to fuck it all up. Yeah. Um, Lee. 2-1. 2-1 who? Arsenal. 3-1 Newcastle. You think they're going to slap us? 3-1 Newcastle. Tempted to go 2-1, but I'm going <clears> to <throat> I'm going to stick to 3-1. I got back I got back I got back us after that. The bollocal performance yesterday. Actually, let me go 2 1 Arsenal. Sorry, 2 1 Arsenal. That's mine. Uh, Let's go from a Newcastle win to an Arsenal win in five seconds. Yeah, you said 3 1 Newcastle. Yeah, what did I just say? 2 1 Arsenal. This is why I don't like 8 a.m. starts. My my head's all over the place. Um, Newcastle 2 1. Newcastle 2 1. Newcastle 3 different outcomes. You've got to cover your back, mate. That's what I'm saying. Learn, learn the game, man. Learn the game. Well, there'll there. definitely be a change unless it's a draw, boys. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, surprised no one went for the draw. That is an interesting one. So I've gone 2-1, Newcastle. Jordan's gone 3-2, Newcastle. James has gone 1-0, Arsenal. And Lee has gone 2-1, Arsenal. There's the prediction table. And it's not there anymore. Remember, people, we are <laughs> on audio platforms, Spotify, Apple, Mu- Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Whatever podcast platform you use, we are there. But we're also here. So make sure you hit the like button, get up to a thousand likes, and we're going to go into the final segment, which is comments of the day. Are we all ready? Yeah. Can I go yeah. first? Um, Golden ones. I've got two. Yeah, so this week was really good, actually. Some really good ones. Um, fair play. Um, I've got one here that just says, um, Jordan's face when Turkish dragged him down with James and Lee for not paying him. <laughs> it's true. I've like, got a minute. I've got that one. <laughs> um, that was from Kay, uh, Kai, Kai's Twist. And the other one was, I saw here, just a nice one from Robert Strong, 5713. Always look forward to this show, but feel gutted when it finishes. Just thought, sweet. Keep up the good work, lads. Um so that was a nice little message that you know he wants us to go on forever and ever. And another shout out: I went into the Reese Clothing Store in White City, the Westfields, two days ago, and the gentleman, big him up, he was helping me get some nice garments. 
he um, is a big fan of the podcast. I then went into Reese yesterday in in the uh, Oxford Street store. Uh, sorry, John Lewis, Oxford Street yesterday, and another shop employee said he was also a um, Forever Arsenal fan as well. So I don't know what it's about the Reese store. They all seem to watch Forever Arsenal podcast. So big up Reese for um, for both those gentlemen helping me buy some clothes and also supporting the podcast. Yeah, mystery shopper or something. Why are you going back? Well, to back? well I, I I bought two things at the first one, and I wanted to kind of I was kind of I'm about the third, and I kind of got it at the. At the, at the You're trying to get into shops and see if you can get this can. Anyone see, forever? <laughs> I mean, someone did look after me, but I don't want to get anyone in trouble, so I'll leave it at that. I'll leave well, it. Tell us that about big man. Tell us where we can go to be looked after. I want to be looked after too. I'll check out. I'm gonna check out Reese after this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they want to sponsor the show. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Uh, who's next? I can go. Go ahead. Um, Matt Wilmont just wanted to echo the praise for all French centre back pairing of Saliba and Kivier. Trivia. <laughs> <laughs> the best bit is that there's a comment under from Kevin Mulita who put Kivior is Polish. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, cut the bullshit. He's Polish. Um, that killed me. And I, I like this one as well from Edgar Perez. He quotes Jordan. I don't think we, we need to analyse the game. In other words, Jordan didn't see the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's not actually true. As well. <laughs> yeah, two really good ones. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm picking up with me, Mauritius boys. Like I'm for I, I am Mauritius. I am from Mauritius guys. Love your stuff. Big up to Lee for acknowledging the Mauritian Arsenal fans. Like you know, so big up the podcast as well. Like you know, so I will, I will say this again. Like you know, three or four people yesterday come up. Like we was in the shopping centre before the game, and all saying how much they love the Forever Arsenal podcast. It's such a big thing, like uh, when you hear that, like you know. So uh, big up to everybody that watches. Really it really does. Yeah, it does. It is mad. The support for this show is crazy. We love it, though. Um, that's why we do comments of the day because they, you know, we have to, we have to include you guys and girls into it. So also let us know what other segments you might want to see on the show, what other features you might want to see on the show, what else we can do. We do plan on doing a live show at some point this season. By live show, I mean in person. So you know, if you're in and around London, hopefully you can attend. But let us know what else do you want to see from us. If it's a segment on the show or if it's something outside the show, make sure you let us know in the comment section. I've got one from Deadly Palms, and it says, it was a Burkamp finish. Nice spot there, J-Unit. Always insightful. Great podcast yet again. Good to listen to, but prefer with the video on YouTube just to see the various facial expressions when Jordan makes these classic player <laughs> True. Um, yeah. I mean, when we, uh, when we, when I was watching last night, I was thinking Kaka and Burkamp haven't shown up yet. But well, I'm on. Someone, I've listened to a message here, uh, Turkish from Delts, the photographer, with the next gen Kaka and Burkamp in our squad. The football should be memorizing. <laughs> <laughs> Mesmerizing. Why don't you get that right? You can't make a slip up on this show. I'll tell you, like, <laughs> I know you're about to wrap up Turkish. Yeah. I'm not going to start a conversation. I'm just going to leave leave a little Mr. Lee Ramsdale got away with one today. That's all I'm saying. Oh dear. Oh. Oh dear. Um, listen, um 
That's okay. Uh, didn't do yeah. himself. Uh, didn't do himself uh, justice yesterday. I have to say, like you know, should have done better with the third goal. I will say in his defence, though, his last game was Brentford. Um, it's so okay. Maybe, no, we don't need to discuss. No, no, no. You know, um, needed to do better yesterday. Like needed a big game. You know, disappointed yesterday. Needed a big game. Um, and you know, uh, Ray, Ray would have been laughing like this morning, like you know. So, uh, but um, yeah, I have to say, uh, <coughs> Ray, Ray read on, on 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 Saturday, like you know what I mean. Yeah, it's often I don't hear I hear Lee struggling to get. No, nah, he was he, like, listen, I, I'm, I'm, you know, like disappointed for him, but disappointed for because of an, being an Arsenal fan as well. Like you know, he needed a good game yesterday. He really did. Um, whether it would have been enough to get him in the first, I, it's a really difficult situation. I have to say this: if he'd played really well, I don't think it would have mattered. But play play like he did, it was it was going to be uh, costly. Like you know, so. Listen, been put under the bus a little bit, but uh, needed a big performance. Didn't get it. Unfortunately, you're right. We didn't. All right, Jordan, Lee, James, love as always. People, <coughs> love as always. Make sure you hit the like button right now. Check if we're on a thousand. If we passed it, still hit the like button. If we haven't, make sure you hit the like button, people. Let's get the video past a thousand likes. Share it on the social media platform. Tag us. We've all got our individual social medias and we can share it to Instagram, Twitter. Not so much TikTok, but, you know, people are there, so you can do that too. But, you know, hopefully you've enjoyed the show. We'll be back after the Newcastle game. Hopefully it's a more positive one than this one. And hopefully it's three points in the bag at St. James Park. People, we're going to wrap it up here. Love for the love. As always, Lee, Jordan, James, we're out. Peace. Podcast Network.